It's all about you. Right, all right, all right, all right. We are back again. Women's Empowerment Week brought to you by Jay Nolan Mastery. We are not stopping. We are bringing one powerhouse woman up to the stage at a time. And it's literally been mind blowing the feedback we're getting from how many women are inspired. They're saying Women's History Month, let's continue this and make it year round. Let's make it forever. Let's come together as an absolute unity bond of people. And that's what it's about. And so I'm about to introduce you to another powerhouse lady with a powerful story. And that's none other than Erin Hernandez Reisner. Hello, Erin. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Welcome, How are welcome, you? Welcome to the stage. I'm doing phenomenal. I'm even better now that you are here. You know, we've been having an impactful week. There's been one lady after the next has just stepped up and really given their hearts. And I know that you're here to do the same thing. There's a lot of women out there. They're looking for inspiration and looking for motivation. And when I heard your story for the first time, it just inspired me. So would you please do us a favor? Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story, and we're going to get this show under road, on the road. Over to you, Erin. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. So something to know about my story was that on Clubhouse during that um, pitch with the One Percenters Club, which you are very much, very much a big impact in my life, was probably the fourth time that I openly shared about that story. And here's what I realized. So I'm somebody that has been traveling and speaking as a photographer and educator all over the world. And right before COVID hit, I was in Italy and I was speaking to 500 people. I was being translated into multiple languages. I had an Italian translator on stage with me. And what I realized was that everyone was impacted by the trauma and the struggles that our family had gone through. And it was more about those struggles that impacted people than it was about learning how to do sales or learning how to be a better photographer. People just needed to learn how to overcome their trauma and their difficulties so that they could move on and have a beautiful, productive life. And so when I realized what was holding me back, which was childhood trauma, I knew I had to overcome it. I did not realize that I didn't want to build a personal brand. And as I was speaking and teaching, I was naturally building this personal brand. It was happening. My name was going out there. People knew me. And I kept being afraid. And instead of being afraid, I needed to be brave. And so that story <laughs> I'll share with you. I'm so nervous to share it. I, I was brave in that clubhouse room and I'm going to be brave today. Hey, you when, step right up and you just be you. That's all we need because <laughs> I know who you are. You are a powerful woman. Go ahead. So when I was 
10 years old. I was um, uh, sexually molested and almost raped by um, a friend's dad after a party. At the same time, I was also uh, sexually shamed and he had put my face on um, pornography. And I had some other friends that had been raped and sexually assaulted by him. And all of a sudden there became this large public tri public trial. And through the summer, uh, the trial went on and I was the only person that he denied having actually done anything to because he did not successfully rape me. So that in itself started playing with me. And right. then when I went back to school, I was shamed. I was, I was slut shamed. I had been used. I was dirty. I was slutty. Like anything you could possibly imagine happened to me. I got bullied. I, I mean, we're not just talking bullied. Like I was actually assaulted. I was jumped, um, coming home from a friend's house at one point. It, there were so many things that happened and it was over the duration of several years. And I went back to school every day. I remember talking to the principal and him telling me, you're the fastest kid in school, run. And I, there was no support. I mean, there were teachers that wouldn't even vouch for me. I mean, they thought I was a horrible person and I could not change the narrative. And that trauma caused me to never want to use my name ever. And I realized that that is not the life that I'm meant to live. I tell you what, look at this start. We're going right in fast <laughs> and we've already got some support coming in. Hello, Aaron. Love you, Aaron. So, so what happened? Okay. You had this trauma. How do you go from that trauma? which really cripples a lot of folks to reaching deep in yourself and learning to become successful, learning to have a life, learning to flourish in life. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit, Aaron. We'd love to hear it. So the thing that was interesting about what happened to me was that I was also this incredible athlete at the same time. And I dug into myself and I thought, these are the things that I am good at. And I just dove into what I was good at. So even if I was taunted, even if things were bad, I have autism. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I grew up hearing impaired. I had all of these things that were going against me in school, just even as education. And I really felt not smart too. And on top of that, I was bullied, but I was really good athlete. So I remember running and breaking school records and competing. And like, I remember there were times when I would go home and I was suicidal for several years, years of my life. I would absolutely go home. No one knew. And I would try to take my life every night. We're going to get real. Right. You can't get empowered if you can't be real. That's right. That's right, Aaron. And then I would wake up the next day and I would run. And I was a gymnast. I did gymnastics. 
and I dove anything that I could get my life, anything I could do. And the school, like my name was like in a giant banner. I have trophies all over that school. <laughs> and so I managed to make my name be a part of that school that was good, even when all of this stuff was bad. And I don't know what made me fight. There was just something in me that even when things were bad, I was going to make something good of it. And some people didn't know, like later on, people were like, you were always so nice. And I'm like, well, it's not your responsibility. Like, I'm not going to be mean to you because people were mean to me. That makes no sense. <laughs> so I was happy when I got older because people, you know, it felt like it was everybody. And as I got older and looked back, I knew it wasn't everybody. There were right. the people that were nice, the people that didn't right. know. Right. Um, but now, you know, I moved on. I let it go. I The moment I graduated, I left. I didn't go back and never wanted to go back. And I wanted to just live my life and be me and just be my goal overachieving self. And I, I began doing that. And I began doing that in my, um, in the photographic industry and setting new goals and doing new things. And it wasn't until I was challenged to start building this personal brand that I realized that I had a scar that I thought was healed. And inside that scar was a massive infection. And I needed to clean it out. I needed to fix it so that I could love myself enough to move on. That's right. And you and started now moving I'm gonna, on. I did. And now I'm going to teach other people how to build a beautiful personal brand right. while you're overcoming the trauma from your life. Wow. So you mentioned something that's really near and dear to my heart is I've had a lot of friends that have dealt with autism with their children. People are sitting here listening to you now, hearing your story, knowing what you <laughs> went through and that you've had to deal with autism can you just touch on that a little bit? Because it's an important thing that needs to have more awareness brought to it. If you don't mind there, we'd love to be able to hear from you on that. Yes. So let's break down some barriers here. So autism is a spectrum and it's a very wide spectrum. And on that spectrum, you can have all these different types of disabilities and abilities. Um, one of my abilities is that I can actually problem solve really quickly. <laughs> when each person that you come across, whether they, you know, sometimes autism just doesn't look the way you think. When I was a kid, I tried to blend in. I wanted to fit in and belong so badly that I did everything in my power to understand and know and mimic the way people acted or reacted because if I was myself, I was too loud. If I was myself, I was weird or I didn't get things. And there are times I still don't get jokes sometimes. They like fly over my head and I'm laughing because everyone's laughing because, and then I turn to my husband and I'm like, okay, what was that about? <laughs> 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 you know, sarcasm. I will actually answer the question if it's sarcastic. Right, right, right. <laughs> because that's just the way it is. 
Um, but I learned that if people, you know, I was taught that if people, um, if you don't look at somebody in the eye, it looks like you're lying. And I really don't like eye contact, but I also didn't want people to think that I was lying because lying is actually really hard for me as somebody with autism. That's, it's just not, it's difficult. Like everything should be like black and white and truth and make sense. I was never the kid that snuck out. I was always the kid that fought my parents. (laughs) I should be allowed to go out. (laughs) That's right. right. Let me out of here. And so, you know, I think that the other thing is too, is that a big stereotype is that autistic people don't feel. And we do feel, we feel a lot. We feel a lot of energy. We feel vibrations. We feel electronics. We feel moods. Um, We feel everything. We feel everything so much that it's almost crippling. And sometimes we don't know what to do with those feelings and we don't know where to place those feelings. (laughs) And that's oftentimes why people shut down or become quiet because it's overwhelming. And so anybody that's listening that does have autism within your family, think about noise and what noise does, not just with sound, but visual noise. So I happen to have, my mom was a a teacher and I feel like my parents um, were were good parents. Um, And my mom always had a very good design sense. And so there were certain rooms in the house that I liked so much, I would just go and sit in and she, without meaning to actually created these safe spaces for me. And I think that, you know, that's a really good tip for, for people who have autism and for parents with kids. Right, man, 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 man. What a, just a, I know you're blowing a lot of people's brains and sitting there going, you want to talk about the power of a woman. You know, I got a book coming out called The Power of the of a Woman from the Perspective of Real Men. So me, I'm here on behalf of real men to tell you, you are a powerhouse woman. We're so proud of what I'm just so proud of what I'm hearing. I'm proud to be associated with you. I'm, I'm proud to call you my friend. I'm proud to say, hey, I'm growing with this young lady. She's my sister and she's got a message and it's got to get out. Like you just can't hold what you got in. And that's what I tell a lot of folks, you know, from when we talk about mental health awareness, you know, the, you know, the suicide rate is off the charts and most people don't know mm-hmm. that people are hurting, but it's see, if somebody takes their life, they also take that flame of helping someone else. So we want to be able to do something about that. So Aaron, you know, could you touch on that? How important that is as far as what would have happened if you would have been gone? I mean, now you've, now you've got a, a family. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah. So I have th- three children. So we have, um, so Lynn told me not to say my age. She was like, don't tell people how old you are. Um, and I laughed. So, but this is going to age me. So I have a, I have a 21 year old and we have a 20 year old and we have a two year old. Wow. That is awesome. You talk about the spectrum that has, we I do. bet the two older ones are like, Hey mom, dad, what's going on here? You know, 
Wow. <laughs> well, and there's a story behind that too. So okay. we ended up, the baby is our granddaughter and we adopted her. Okay. I see. I see. Hey, you know what? That's that. My grandparents pretty much adopted me. They swooped in <laughs> and they protected me. So you become that shield to make sure that child has the best. How do you feel about when I say women empowerment? What does that mean to you when I say those two words? It means wearing red lipstick when you're afraid. <laughs> okay. No, it means being able to own your power and know who you are, despite what everyone else tells you you are. And to be able to rise when the world wants to put you in a jar and put a lid on it. And you get to stand up and say what you need to say and be empowered, be brave. <laughs> we need empowerment means to be brave. Right. And it right, also means right. to be standing up for what's right. You know what? This is a guarantee. There's some young woman out there right now that's watching this and they might be on the edge. What would you say to that young woman right now that might be on the edge? I'd love to be able to hear your perspective on that. There is light and joy and happiness and love on the other side of pain and trauma and wherever you are right now. And even if you cannot see it, it is there and to just keep going no matter what it will it will i promise i promise it will get better wow i mean you got to hear it man it's right here and so we put this platform together to be able to get these voices out you know we're going to be featuring more and more powerhouse women and from all these diverse backgrounds and i know that you understand what it means to be able to unite, pull people together. You said that you spoke on some stages. You know, you spoke, yes. you just mentioned that you were in Italy, 500 people. Like what's the largest, what's the largest group you spoke in front of? Um, on this topic or well, no, any topic. Probably, probably Italy, but I grew up a performer. Okay. And so I met my husband in like Mozart's Don Giovanni. So I've performed on oh. stages with lots of people. <laughs> okay. So when you get ready to go on the stage, you know, one of the biggest fears that people have is the fear of public speaking. So what do you do to overcome that? What advice would you give to women that have these powerful voices inside? It's in there and they're afraid to go out there and speak. Cause I know you probably had to overcome that. What advice would you give them there? So I about had an anxiety attack <laughs> walking on stage in Italy because this was the first time with that many people translated into a lot of different languages that um, where I was sharing my life, my story, my business. And it wasn't me performing something. It was actually me. And I would say that what you have to say is going to impact people beyond your what you could ever imagine. 
and to go out and be brave and do it because you are going to change somebody's life. You're going to touch somebody in a way that they need. And the number of people that have said things or come up to me or talked about their own lives and began to open up about stuff, that it's contagious. And when you have something to give, even if you feel like you don't have anything, you give anyway. You give because it's in there. And you do it brave. Do it brave. You know, that's that's the thing. It And it eventually becomes second nature. Just go tell your story. I'm loving your story. I'm loving your passion. I'm loving to be able to grow together with you. You know, I've got this book coming out called The Power of a Woman from the Perspective of Real Men. I would love to hear what you think about that title. I love that title because I am very blessed to have a man <laughs> that stands beside me, behind me, in front of me if I need him. <laughs> and I think that real men, I think men need to teach other men how to be real men. Woo! Say it again for the people in the back of the room. <laughs> men need to teach other men how to be real men. That's right. That's right. It's so true. That's why I wrote the book. You know, my grandmother, speaking of grandmothers, see, I'm writing about my, my the core inspiration of this book is twofold. My grandmother and when I thought I was having a daughter. We ended up having a son, but for 30 days, we thought we were having a daughter. So I started, you know, getting my notes out. You know, I'm like, I got to do something about this. But that right there is huge. That's my inspiration. You know, it's one of my driving forces is when I thought I was going to have a daughter, I'm like, she can't come into this world like this. So you're right. We got to teach other men. We got to teach unity. To me, it's just not mm -hmm. just about women being empowered and men understanding that it's about women needs to be empowered so we can get the scales balanced here. So I'm so proud to be able to have you here on this show. I know we're getting some feedback. How are y'all feeling about what you're hearing here from the awesome Aaron? Let's go into the chats. We got this running on multiple platforms. I want to be able to see what you feel, what you feel, what you feel. So this to me is a great moment because we're going to give you these parting words. So as the, as it's down in you, the message that's got to go out that somebody's got to hear. Yeah, I'm getting messages. Aaron, we love you so much. Aaron, this is awesome. Aaron, I'm so inspired. Loving this. Thank you so much for sharing. See? I mean, it's there. What do you have to say? Party. This the stage is yours. You've been here before. They're waiting for you. Aaron, give them some of that fire that you're gonna leave them here with. So right now. I want you to think of three things that you need to do in your life that will make you happy, make you feel successful, and make you feel loved. And I want you to be very honest about what those three things are, and I want you to go get them. Whoa. One more time. You want... <laughs> you want... I'm going to do it backwards. Love... Happiness okay. and success. All right. Love, happiness, and success. If we just focus on that, what more will we need? If that's all we put our focus, I believe if you just focus on something and block out everything else, what you focus on, it comes true. 
And one thing I decided to do was just block out everything around me and focus on you, Eric. And you've blessed the heck out of me. And I'm so honored to be able to spend this time with you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know your time is valuable. You're getting pulled all over the place. I'm going to continue to rise with you. We love you. We appreciate you. And everybody, wait till the next time you see Erin. I guarantee you she's elevating higher. Everybody, bye-bye. See you soon. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Erin. It's all about you.